Merry Flixmas to us. All right, and welcome back to Christmas and Chill. I'm August. And I'm Katrina. And And today we're going to cover the 2019 Netflix movie, Let It Snow, not to be confused with the 2013 Hallmark movie by the same title. Yeah, when I saw the title, I was suspicious that maybe someone else had chosen the obvious title. Previously, Tread Ground, Tread, Trodden, Trode. (laughs) It was a path that that has been trotted on. Well, anyway, we'll figure that out. (laughs) We'll have complaints. People are going to tweet us. We're going to get tweeted to my Twitter account that got hacked in, like, 2011. Yeah, I don't check Twitter, so don't... If you have some disparaging things to say, feel free to send them our way. We won't listen. We will not find it, and I'm really sorry. (laughs) All right. I personally think this movie was just a refreshing moment all around. Oh, wow, yeah. Total refreshing moment. And I, I think we chose it because... I mean, it had it all. You could tell from the preview. It was jam-packed with romance and joy and Christmas spirit and angst because there are teenagers involved. Yep. Um, so I was, you know, all in. Yeah, you know? I was definitely optimistic in, in watching this movie. I knew that I would get outside my comfort zone because it is a teenage movie and I... We're no longer teens. We can't relate. We're no longer teens, so we have to acknowledge that we just can't relate with a lot of the topics, but mm-hmm. we're going to review the movie at face value. Absolutely. And uh, and it looked good. Yeah. So definitely great material. That's why we picked it. All so, right. Before we dive in, Katrina, do you want to give us a synopsis? Okay, Okay, most challenging synopsis yet for this uh, multiple-charactered film, which is not a word, but now it is. On Christmas Eve in Laurel, Illinois, teens are preparing for Christmas in many ways. Cynical teen Julie runs into pop star Stuart Bale on the commuter train, and she is so not impressed. Or is she? Her mom is sick, and because of this, she does not want to go to college. She got into Columbia! The Duke, aka Sally Draper, aka Sabrina the Teenage Witch, aka Kieran Shipka, has no idea that her BFF Tobin is in love with her. Also, his nipple is bleeding! Party vibes are bubbling as Keon and Dory work their shifts at Waffle Town, while Dory tries to reconcile with a missed love opportunity. Romance and parties ensue. Another excellent synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> This was, it really was the most challenging yet. Yeah, I, mean, I, I acknowledge the challenge, but yeah. uh, we, we made it through it. Don't worry, just because it's not as linear as most movies, and there are multiple protagonists. Which we've seen this pattern in a Christmas movie before, and we will get into that. We yeah, cannot talk about this movie without talking about another very that big is movie. the elephant in the room. Well, I thought we were done with elephants. This is too political. <laughs> All right, so before we get in the movie, uh, I think we need to start with a segment that we like to call, What Can You Do With Foil? <laughs> And this is in tribute to Joan Cusack's character in this movie, who apparently is just called Tinfoil Woman. She does not have a real name. So uh, just uh, one at a time, we'll fire away off the top of our heads. We'll think of what we can make out of foils. So I will start. Chipotle burrito. I said wrap a burrito is number one, so... Uh, Halloween costume of a Chipotle burrito to get a free Chipotle burrito. Ooh, Inception. Okay, I like that. Make a mess-free dinner. Uh, Microwave fireworks display. 
Very true. A tinfoil hat. A uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwich cover. Yes, or any other, uh, I could say turkey sandwich cover. Well, I put lasagna cover. It's true, and we made a lasagna tonight, and we really should have covered that bad boy, because she was dry on top. Uh, warmth, if you're in a crisis. Uh, TV antenna extender. Uh, Sasha Fierce robot hand. Uh, grill for your teeth. Okay, well, that's the end of the road for my unusual oh, uses uh, for foil. Please keep them coming. Insulating your clothing. Okay, yeah. Arts and crafts. Yep. And foil boats. Oh, and you know what? The plant that's sitting behind you has aluminum foil in the bottom of it because it's, like, too big of a pot. Oh. So, yeah, that works for that, too. Wow. So there's a lot of things you can do with foil. And, uh, Reynolds, we will be waiting for your phone call to sponsor this episode. <laughs> It'll be a, re- a refreshing moment if you sponsored us. <laughs> It'll be a crinkly moment. Okay, should we dive into this really let's dive into the masterpiece movie. of a film? Let's, let's find our notes. Yeah. Uh... I've got mine ready. I got I got quite a bit here. You took the most notes ever, and I think I took the fewest ever because I was just trying to soak it all up. Yeah, you were waiting for like a plot to happen, and I realized there was no plot, so I just needed to put all the details in. Yeah, there was it was fragmented. Which okay, let's just go ahead and address the elephant in the room. This is very much in the Love Actually style, almost. Yeah, pretty Copycat. early on. Yeah. I felt like this is a. I think maybe. Love actually is a type of storytelling. It could be. Like, is that a genre of, like, a story arc? I don't know. I know that after it, there were a couple of movies that came out that were notably in that format. Because they were like, oh, this was such a smash. We're going to do one called Valentine's Day. And it's going to be just about Valentine's Day with all these different people in it. like Different interwoven stories somehow. Right. That all come together somehow at the end. Um and Which, I don't know, I love Love Actually, so I wasn't mad about this, yeah. but the fact that we have, like, a pop star opening it was so, yeah. like, I feel it in my fingers, <laughs> like, I could just feel uh, the vibe. Yeah, I, I did not hold that against this movie. No, I mean, it doesn't take away from it. No. It just makes it hard to talk about it a little bit. All right, opening shot, not New York City. No. We're going to the Midwest. Rural Illinois. Uh, Laurel, Illinois. Which I thought they said rural to start, so but it works. I thought they said Yanny. Uh, okay, so one of the opening shots I have like pigs are big. That I guess just one of the characters likes pigs, and I thought which it would, is such a sideshow. I thought I thought it would play a bigger. Me part. too. I like, thought it was like this big thing that we needed to yeah, really. Yeah, I was like, oh, to. this is gonna be foreshadowing. It's like no, it's gonna be a pig at the party. No. Well, there was, but oh yeah, yeah, there was a pig. But okay, okay, yeah. Uh, the other thing to note was like, hooray diversity in a netflix movie it was all around well it is unlike the last movie which was targeted to what do you think that was targeted to like uh the 50 and up crowd uh people who are comfortable with the 50s with the social hierarchy in the 50s (laughs) (laughs) and what you're referring to is a pre-segregation time correct (laughs) but anyway this is this is a new generation Uh, this movie made me feel hopeful for the future. Uh-huh. Let's see, I've, was there a Christmas village in this? I have a note that was, there was yes, a Christmas uh-huh. village. Um, where she was buying a little knickknack for her mom. So we open on, I don't even remember which character we opened on, because they opened on them all really quickly. Yeah. But, uh, Julie, the one who we will get to, her, her mom is sick, the one who ends up with a pop star. Mm-hmm. She is like looking for some, like, number two figure skater knickknack or something from yeah. A Christmas Village, which, what a niche thing for Laurel, Illinois to have. I don't know. Like, when I think about Christmas markets around here, it's pretty much, like, hats and scarves and, like, alcohol. And that's yeah. pretty much what they sell. Yeah. Like, Laurel is, must be the center of little knickknack displays. 
Possibly. I don't know. It seemed kind of in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. But I guess it's on a commuter rail to Chicago. Mm-hmm. So it's, I don't know that much about Chicago. It uh, it actually reminded me of when I went home with my college roommate to Wheaton, Illinois. Hello, Aaron. How are you? Lovely place. But yeah, it, it kind of had that like feel of semi-suburban, semi-almost rural, but not yeah. quite. Definitely like small town. Yeah. Uh, I think that's what most people call it. Not like semi-suburban, almost <laughs> exurban. Okay. That's a different. Thing. Okay, so we do have a romance that's set up pretty early with uh, "Tell You Like Her." Mm, yeah. Uh, so okay, so one of the, Sally Draper. Yep. Uh, We're just gonna have to call her Sally Draper because her name in this is the Duke, and we have another the Duke in our lives. And I thought they were saying the dude the whole time, so I was like. Because she looks like the guy from The Big Lebowski, <laughs> which I, she does not I never that thought, much. I didn't think like, into that. Maybe in the hair vibe, I got a little bit of the dude. Maybe. The dude uh, abides. Yeah, but. Yeah, wait. yeah, we knew what was going to transpire there. Like, yeah. obviously, sparks flying and obviously, like, someone who's in the friend zone. But you know it's going to be okay. I don't know. I mean, what if it wasn't, though? That's the the whole sweat of the friend zone. I feel like the mood of the movie kind of... Lends itself lends to. Itself to... Well, I don't know. In Love Actually, one of them really doesn't work out. Two of them don't really work out. Well, it's not a teenage movie. That's like no. adult. Things yeah. get heavy when you're an adult. Mm-hmm. When you're a kid, it's still wist- wistful. Wistful. Yeah, that's yeah. a real word. You're, uh, you're on a better track than uh, I am. All right. And so so in this scene, we two deer fornicating. There's a statue of that. Yeah. So this is another like kind of teenage thing like where sex jokes are. I mean, they're still funny now. I got a lot of LOLs out of this movie. There I mean, are, yeah. So that's something that I... The funnies are funny. That's what I appreciate about teenagers is that like they go all in with the the sex jokes, like the statue of the deer yeah. doing it. Mm-hmm. That was fun. And the deer were like wearing funny clothes too, which yeah. made it also fun. It was definitely funny. Yeah. And just like, I don't know, there's a million teenage movies where they're like getting ready to have some crazy party. And like, this was no exception, but I mean, Superbad's... One of my favorite movies, I must admit. <laughs> well, I feel uh, I, the party is almost a character in itself. You should write like a four-page essay on that for your literature class. No, it doesn't require four pages. It's just that there's a pattern in this movie that there are two characters drawn to each other. Mm-hmm. And one of the storylines is a guy who wants a big party and the party comes. Yeah, you could say of the relationships in this movie... Which, hang on, I'm going to pull up, well, yeah, I want to get this fact right. We don't fact check here. I actually accidentally did fact check this. I fell into like a little bit of a rabbit hole. Okay, so it is based on a novel called Let It Snow, Three Holiday Romances. So there are three holiday romances of like person, 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 person. However, I would say there are other romances like Joan Cusack and Tinfoil and, yeah. like, um, the party guy and having a party. Love manifests itself in different ways, not just in Oh, romance. and J.P. JP LaPierre is in love with, like, philosophy. Yeah. So there's other types of love out there. Lots of love. Lots of love to go around. Why do I have pigs hyphen refreshing? Oh, because that would be a refreshing moment for a skinny piggy kombucha. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they set it up. They put the animal in there. So obviously, like, how could we not? play you know what's really refreshing to me is on christmas eve when you're looking at a pig in a store window and you just think gosh i bet that pig's thirsty and i'm thirsty too but what i'm gonna do is pop into this coffee shop right here and snag me an original tea blend skinny piggy kombucha which is a delicate blend of oolong and black teas to give you this 
nice, gentle, smooth, smoky ride of kombucha. I, I don't think the sponsor pays us that much, Katrina. Oh. <laughs> You're welcome. That was on, that was on the house. <laughs> okay, so I have an obsessed girl about being broken up with. Uh, but yeah. she has not yet been broken up with, right? But she's... She's just paranoid about getting broken super up Super paranoid about it. Oh, yeah, it. I said she was in a relationship with paranoia. Ooh. She has... She needs some therapy, was what mm-hmm. I got out of that. Yeah. And she was also... She's like a Netflix darling to me when I saw her. You see the same people in all the different Netflix productions. Like, she was also in uh, Dumplin'. And then somebody else from Dumplin' was in another Netflix production. So they just, like, recycle the same people. Which is fine. I liked her. What's uh, her name? Hang on. Let's get it all right. Her name is Addie. That's Paranoid Girl. All right. So I'm going to forget her name. Okay, great. Because I just forget names. Uh, okay, so I have Nipple Bleed. That starts. Yeah, so he, uh, he being Tobin, the one who's in love with his best friend, is trying to be impressive, and he's trying to, like, shave his nipples with a, yeah. with a number one. And so and, the Nipple Bleed just becomes a recurring character. Yeah, I would say the Nipple Bleed is in love with... His shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and I love how it keeps reemerging. It's, yeah, it's, it never stops. The yeah. nipple bleed just keeps showing up. It's, um, really gave me a lot of giggles there. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. And so then, uh, wait, who, what's the DJ's name? He's got a star or something. I need to. Okay. So, like, his actual name is. I don't want to say it wrong. It's like K E O N. Was it Keon or like Keen? Don't ask me. I don't know anyone's name. No. But I he was do. He's funny, though. He is funny. Uh, and you learn that college parties are just really important to him. Is he in college? Hmm, I don't know. No. no, they go to a college party later. You're probably like jumping ahead right, here. Right, maybe. Listeners, you're going to have to forgive us because like bringing this all together without jumping around too much is pretty rough. Right. What we should have done is, like, follow each storyline one by one instead of doing this, like, fragmented as That takes too out. much work. We're not, we're not here for work. <laughs> That's why our sponsors pay us so much. Because <laughs> we have such quality content. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, wait. Let's back up to, like, the... Um, so, there's, like, a lesbian scenario. Which uh, you don't learn it is a lesbian scenario until later. No, I think you do. Because I have early in my notes, lesbian story, yay, where she says, like, I was really into her, I think. Oh, I must have been taking notes. Yeah. So, she's talking to her best friend, Addie, paranoia girl. And then they have this, like, fight that isn't really a fight. Like, I don't know why it was, like, a get-out-of-my-car situation. I think she's just an asshole. Oh. Who, Dory? The one who works at uh, Waffle Town? No. Her oh, Addie. Fr- yeah, Addie. she's kind of self-absorbed. Yeah, yeah. I think she just, conflict follows her around. Mm, it's no, funny it, how that works, yeah. Yeah, because um, the nice girl, what's her name? Dory. Dory. Like, she was trying to be supportive, and then Addie was talking about how, like, obsessing over about how her boyfriend is with somebody else. And then Dory is like, listen, move on. So that's what created the conflict. Oh, like, I missed that part. All of a sudden it was just like, she's getting out of the car. And I'm like, are they that mad no, at we've each all, other? We've all been there where somebody tries to unravel their problems. And to them, they seem big. But to everyone else, they seem small. And that can create Ooh. conflict. Wow. Yeah. You're so wise. Well, we've all been there. Okay. So uh, later we learn about the musician having a poor past. Well, yeah. So uh, Stuart... I've had it written down as Stuart Bailey, but I think it's Stuart Bale, according to the internet. So he's a music star, and he, you know that he's, like, traveling by himself as a music star on Christmas Eve. Like, he doesn't stop working for Christmas. Yeah, he just wants to go somewhere. I think he's just, like, 
wandering. He's doesn't like, know where he's going. But he ends up becoming like a peeping Tom into other people's lives. He's like, I don't have a life, so I'm going to like bomb everybody else's. Well, he needs... He wants to belong somewhere. He wants to belong somewhere, and he's looking for it. Yeah. But you do learn, like, he's talking with... What's his romantic interest's name? Julie. Julie. Reyes. He's like, he's yeah. like t- talking to her of like, hey, she's asking him, like, why... Uh, like, why are you eating so much? And he's like, I don't waste food because oh, I grow up yeah, so poor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, man, he's like, he's normal. He's a normal person. Yeah. Um, but he's like, she's so sassy with him, too. She's just like, she's one of those like teens who hates everything. Yeah. yeah. And so after she's rebellious, they're, they're in the uh, it's um, was it awful? Yeah. Awful town. But awful it was town. because the W fell off of Waffle Town. Yeah. So it's awful town. So they're in awful town having this discussion about not wasting food. And then right after that, we have the ice cold lesbian who. Uh, oh, yeah. Dor- that was horrible. Dor- Dory goes and like she makes a waffle into a goblet of fire, which to me, I was so thrilled that like the younger generation. Oh, even before that. Uh, she comes up and like talks. She's like, "Hey," and says, "Hi," and says, "Like, hey, I remember our conversation about horses. You remember horses and ice cold, ice cold." Well, she said, "Okay." In fairness, so her love interest Carrie is sitting with all of her like dance team friends, and um, while Dory's a lesbian and is. I don't know if she's, like, out, out, but she's, like, comfortable with her sexuality, and yeah. uh, we're not sure about Carrie. We don't know until later what, well, where she's at. So, yeah, later we find out that that she said she's out, but I got the impression that, like, she clearly wasn't. Yeah, from the jump, I mean, it was like she was outing her she just by clearly talking about, yeah, just by discussing their... The fact that they knew each other and had talked while the dance team didn't know her. But, you know, teenagers are awkward, so they can't necessarily Mm -hmm. figure those things out. So then we start, do we get to the college party after that point? Yeah, then they go to the So we leave Dory. She's all heartbroken. She's really upset because she really felt a connection with Carrie. All right. So then they go to the ice rink. Mm-hmm. To play broomball, yeah, hang out with the college buds, yeah, somebody who's like home for the break, uh, and then there are these twins there who recently went to jail. That's always fun because you can tell they're going to be some bruisers. Yep, just two bullies. They're like twins who just drive a dodge. They do drive a dodge pretty hard, and uh, they are trying to beat the the tar out of Tobin. Yeah, they're just the mean. Ice. Just. Yeah. For the sake of being mean. And it's weird when, like, older kids are mean to younger kids, because I'm like, why? Well, they just got out of prison. Oh, not college, right. Yeah, they're they're college age, but they just got out of prison. So they're rough and tumble, and they learn nothing from their time. Nope. All right, so then uh, I have Foil Lady picks up Judgmental Girl. Yes. So, did Judgmental Girl drive her car off into something? No, because Dory was the one driving her around. Correct. And then she was. She went to Awful Town. Uh huh. And noticed that. Or was she trying to get a hold of her boyfriend? Yeah, she's like blowing up her boyfriend on the phone. Yeah, and somehow she's walking around and Foil Lady picks her up. Yeah, because she's like worried about. Her being out alone in the snow. Because it, it's quite the snowstorm out yeah. there. And there are just like learning moments here. Foil Lady's like, you gotta put your phone away. Like, don't obsess about mm-hmm. it. 
be part of your life. Don't just be on your phone. Yep. Which is great. And when Joan Cusack came on, I can never remember who she is when she shows up places, but I know that she's someone famous's sister. So I was like, oh, it must be Patricia Arquette, David Arquette's sister. No, no, it's Joan Cusack. John Cusack's sister. So I'm sorry, Joan. You're funny. I don't know any of those names. Okay, well, she's in a lot of stuff and she and her brother look a lot alike. That's all I got. All right. Uh, All right. So then we learn with the one character whose mom is dying Mm -hmm. that her father left between Thanksgiving and Christmas. And that's why Christmas is so important for her mom. But is that her stepdad then that's there? Was that her grandpa? That's grandpa? That's what I thought. I thought that was dad. I don't know. Was no, it her dad that left between Thanksgiving and Christmas, or was it the her, the singer? No, her father left between Thanksgiving and Christmas, and that's why she wanted to get that trinket at the Christmas village in Got the beginning, it. because Christmas is special for her mom. And she, she builds the little trinket villages. So yeah. Christmas is important for her mom, and she wants them to do something special for her mom. Mm-hmm. And her mom's probably not going to have another Christmas, so they're just trying to make Christmas as perfect as possible. Yeah. All right. Uh, And with that, they go out sledding, and, uh, yeah, her and the pop star go out sledding, and uh, it felt like a nod to Christmas Vacation, how they carried it all out. Yeah, it was a slide down the hill. Which, I mean, anybody can sled, right? But it just, the, like, sledding out of control, and then, like, you saved my life. Oh, yeah, because uh, she did end up in the road. Yeah, which is Christmas vacation. And the twins who are who got out of prison almost ran her over. Because and- they were chasing Tobin and friends, uh, which, by the way, we're going to have to back it up and talk about J.P. LaPierre, because he's quite the character. Mm, well, that's next in my notes. Okay. Where well, sorry, JP let me La- finish. Anyway, JP LaPierre is introduced. She almost gets run also, over by the twins. No, that's later in the movie. We're not even close there. They've stolen the keg already, haven't they? Nope, we are not even close to oh that. Oh my god. I think it's because like the like a lot of these details emerge and you're probably at a different on a different timeline when those details emerge and I'm I'm earlier in the movie. Okay. So, Let it out. Take me for a trip. No, they no, they uh, wait. They may have already stolen the keg. Yeah, they steal the keg pretty early, bubs. All right. Anyway, I might have fuzzy memory. So the way they introduce, like, oh, we're going to hang out with J.P. LaPierre. <laughs> it's like every small town has that local celebrity who's that, just like, really cool. That, like, he was cool. the cool kid of his class. Yeah. But now he's gone to college and he's, like, all insightful. And he's talking about, like, meditation. And, uh, you know, he's just an all-around great guy. And honestly, he's, like, super exhausting to talk to or about but the girls think he's dreamy guys want to be him girls want to be with him i want to be him and be with him and just (laughs) yeah he's the perfect caricature of the hometown weirdo who's like on a pedestal for whatever reason and you always say his full name is never just like hey jp it's like hey jp lapierre i got snow car chase now all right yeah because the snow car chase appears a couple times yeah well it's a running yeah they steal they steal the keg they steal the keg from the college boy party and then it's another nod to Christmas Vacation where there's a station wagon mm-hmm. being chased by some kind of country bumpkins. Yeah. Uh, this time a, a Dodge. This time a Dodge full of those twins who just got out of jail. Uh, his nipple starts bleeding again. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going up a hill. Can't quite make it up because... Because they don't know how to West Virginia drive. That's, that's too, for sure. Too much snow. I guess this town doesn't see a lot of snow. It's Illinois. You would think they'd see some snow. 
I don't. Yeah. Well, the they're co- also teenagers. They probably just don't know how to drive. Uh, no, because a couple of times they mention that like it doesn't snow that much in. They must not be in by the Gany, lake. Illinois. Do you think that they put that in there thinking that somebody like us would make a podcast <laughs> and that they can make the Laurel Yanny joke incessantly? Yes. <laughs> or Yanny Yanny or Laurel Laurel. <laughs> All right, so I have a phone broken, uh, I think. This phone broke. Uh, oh, I know, like, Paranoid Girl gets her phone broken because a uh, tinfoil lady throws it out the car. You're right. Maybe that's what happened. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Uh, JP Lapierre and Sally Draper start holding hands pretty quickly. Ooh, yeah. Things escalate pretty quickly, but he was the one who invited her to the party, so he probably already had eyes for her. Yeah. Like, it was kind of set up. He's like, I'm just in town for Christmas vacation, so I'm going to make a romance happen. Would we call it romance or when somebody comes home from college and just wants to hang out? That's a little bit, yeah, that's a little bit more of what the, the reindeer were up to. <laughs> um, let's see. And uh, da, da, da. they end up in a church? Yes, where I noticed a um, an inconsistency because all of a sudden Sally Draper's hair was straight. Oh. And before it was maybe, not. Maybe it's not as humid in the church? Yeah, it just really sucked all the texture out of her hair, but I thought that was funny. And uh, then, like, J.P. LaPierre was lame because he, like, didn't know the song, and Tobin and Sally, like, sing this song together, and they're so... Yeah, there was a duet where Tobin and Sally were, like, locking eyes, and it seemed like fireworks were going, and then J.P. LaPierre goes and starts dancing with her. He, like, stepped in, he cut in, and uh, it felt very like Juno-ish because they're singing like this alt-rock duo thing that's like emotional. JP, he's he's the alpha here. He just pops in. But he's not like overtly the alpha and that's why he's so frustrating. It's like kind of like accidentally. He like he doesn't realize that he might be stepping on someone's might, toes. Yeah, yeah, I think he's enlightened enough where he wouldn't want to. Yeah, he wouldn't want to be that guy. I hate to use the expression "steal someone's girl," but <laughs> he's Mister Steal Your Girl. <laughs> he wouldn't. He, he wouldn't want. He like accidentally steal her because he's just such a. He's such a dreamboat. What can you say? Yeah, he's, he's every, a full package. He's everyone's hall pass. <laughs> All right, uh, so I have a psycho moment. Okay. So they're at Awful House. Yeah. Not Awful House. Well, Awful Town. Awful Town. Yeah. And so the person who is obsessed about her boyfriend mm-hmm. sees her boyfriend with friends. Yep. And then she uh, dumps a milkshake on her boyfriend? No. On the girl that's with him. Right, on the girl. Which is crazy. But it's not like they're in a booth, the two of them. It's like a group of friends. Yeah, it's like a bunch of people. And she's like one girl that happens to be there. So. Which. Whew. I mean, I would say that their relationship was built on a rocky foundation, if that's ammo enough, too. Um, but, also, I'm not a teenager anymore, so... But uh, Dory, yeah. then, who's working at Awful Town, takes her friend out and tells her, stop caring about people who don't care about you. Yeah, she lays down the truth bomb. Yeah. And it's... Dory's good for that. Yeah. I, Dory's like a shining star of a character. Oh, she's this. great. God. And she makes the quaffle waffle. That's the, I confuse the Goblet of Fire moment, but she uh, creates this um, Quidditch-inspired waffle, which is really quite a work of art. And her love interest just totally shoots it down. Just ignores it. Ice-cold lesbian encounter yet again. 
Uh, let's see. And then uh, we're at a maybe like a Unitarian Christmas. Yeah, that's what it felt like. We've we've been to some UUs, so we know. Yeah. We're speaking of the Unitarian Universalist Church, which is like anything goes, basically. Yeah. It's like, it's like nothing is wrong. Everything is right. Uh, so who's in here? Who's at, who's at the play? It's the celebrity. Yeah, the celebrity is there with uh, Julie and her mom. So this is another strong echo of Love Actually. Because you right. have like the celebrity, not the prime minister, but like the musician. At a pageant. At a pageant. And the, you know how there was a lobster in Love yeah. Actually. There's a red Chinese dragon here. Yeah. Because at, at the, at the, they had like every cultural tradition yeah. woven in. Um, yeah, it was even standing at the same part of the stage as a lobster, I think. Yeah, so, I, think. I, I don't know. I got some questions. Maybe not for the writers so much as like the producers or directors. I think everyone knew it. It was probably maybe an open secret. Yeah, like... Or okay. pretty overt when they were playing it. They're like, Or maybe they're like, it's a tribute. <laughs> they're like, love actually works, so let's just recreate it. Yeah, you wonder, does the current generation watch Love Actually? Or is it dated? Because it's from 2004. Ooh, so you gotta you gotta bring new generations into the fold. Mm-hmm. I, I like that um, Julie's mom said that that pop star smiles like he's holding in a fart, which is a great joke, and I know exactly what she's talking about. So yeah. some people just smile like that. Uh, Maybe they are always holding in a fart. Yeah. So then there's a loneliness montage where. All the teenagers are just like lonely. Oh, I didn't. I don't have a note about this. I Can have you... four exclamation marks after a loneliness montage. So there was definitely a loneliness montage. Yeah. So just to show that like all the teenagers, they're kind of in a spot where things are kind of falling apart. You have JP LaPierre stealing that girl. You have uh, Dory and Carrie. Carrie. Well, Carrie not being responsive to Dory. Yeah. Uh, and the party is kind of like he's having trouble getting the party off the ground so that's all going on in the background this yeah he's time. working at awful town yeah and he's trying to coordinate a he's way he's trying to get the keg there they're trying to get the keg to the party yeah they're trying to get well because his parents uh they couldn't fly out of town because yeah, he was snowed. supposed to have it at his parents house but the parents are there so he's like i'm just gonna have the party at awful town because they realize that his supervisor is like 22 and doesn't care yeah so the party's not going too well the the psycho person she's lonely yep um because she doesn't even have her best friend right now yeah uh and then foil lady picks up psycho girl again i think so yeah it's the second time yeah and then the uh, foil lady is asking me like what what do you want for christmas what did she say i don't know well, that's nice. I wrote XXS Xmas moment, so I must have been really excited about it, but hmm, not memorable. I do remember that they had like a touchy feely moment. Yeah, it was touchy feely. There was probably a lesson in there, so go ahead and watch the movie. And Please learn. dive in and tweet at us at our non-existent <laughs> Twitter account. All right. Uh, so then uh, I have Mick Jagger scene. Yes, and it was so cringeworthy that I closed my eyes for a little bit. Well, it was supposed to be like some, it was supposed to insert you into an intimate family moment yes. where Mick Jagger is important to either grandpa or and grandpa, dad, stepdad, some kind of fatherly figure in here. Uh, <laughs> like we don't know. And like he is giving this, uh, that musician. Yeah. Like trash for just being like, oh, music these days. And then he's like, why can't they be like Mick Jagger? He was like best album ever you know and somebody when people talk about old albums they're like blah blah, blah 1972 blah, blah, blah stadium 
that was what happened. <laughs> yeah, it was just a lot of like, let me out nerd you music yeah. wise. Um, and well, I have in my notes that I got a chill of distaste. <laughs> wow, I really didn't like that scene at all. It sounds like that was written by a teenager with angst. <laughs> this movie really drew it out of you. You should see my poetry from two thousand two. Um, oh man, it really blow your mind. All right, so uh, Janet, the publicist, comes into the movie. Yeah, so if you're a Good Place fan, it's Janet. And there's like a heart-wrenching goodbye between the pop star and his newfound love interest. And he offers... Okay, so... He offers to pay for medical treatment. Yeah, so she... Something we haven't talked about. She gets into Columbia University, but she's like, I'm not going because I want to be with my sick mom. I don't want to miss anything, which is... You know, a legit feeling. And he says, you should tell your mom you got into Columbia. Yeah. And then he's like, yeah, this guy's known her for like 12 minutes. And he's like, I'm going to pay for a nurse for your mom so you can feel comfortable going off to school. Which that's, she's like, we're not a charity case. It's very weird. Yeah. I mean, he's obviously falling in love. He has attachment issues because he doesn't have anything. And here's an opportunity. Here's somebody who he's connecting with. Like, what do you do in that moment? Do you offer help? Like, especially for you, it's not a lot of money, but for someone else, it could be life saving. Yeah. Life alter, life changing. Yeah. Uh, But then the implication is then you, they owe you something. All right. So then we get back to the snowbank where the station wagon is stuck outside Mm -hmm. the church where they stole the keg. I don't understand how he's not dead because he was like stuck in the car in the snowbank for like a very long time. Yeah. I mean, worried about his safety. Well, he's not dead. Uh, So I have a little note here. Okay. And I think this was a little premature. Okay. uh, Speaking of teenagers, uh, (laughs) is that uh, the the teenage romance was accurate because at this point in the movie, like, it's like close but no cigar across the board with all the romances. And that's what high school was for me. Oh, yeah. I think after this, we had a long conversation about all of the things that went wrong in our high school dating days. Yeah. And just how, like, you could just, like, not make it happen. It's like trying to start... I think some people did because, you know, there was all these people making out in the halls, but... Yeah. Other people were successful. Uh, I was not. I wasn't either. Uh, So this this is when, like, the movie, like, felt really relatable to me. I'm like, Mm -hmm. yeah, no one else is good at romance. And then the movie finishes, and then it's like, oh. (laughs) Oh, wait. Some people do get it together. Yeah, some people can overcome those obstacles. I, like, I'm getting a pit in my stomach thinking about that era of my life, so we're gonna move on to these notable quotables, and I don't remember who said these things, but I wrote them down. Yeah, I have a couple quotes, like, uh, your life is to be lived. Not to be put in a neat container to control. Someone said. I think that was from the pop star to Julie, I think. Maybe. Um, and then when life offers you something special, I you have take that, it. I have that too. But we don't know who that was, do we? I, yeah. I it could know. apply to literally any storyline in here. Yeah. I, yeah, I thought that like I would know who said that just by writing it down. Yeah. I, I didn't attribute it because, again, I don't know anyone's name in the movie. <laughs> it's kind of a lot to keep up with, in fairness. I mean, they don't spend a lot of time. It's just you're... You're swept away on this ride so quickly. So, uh, speaking of getting swept up, uh, the awful house has the party going. Yeah, party's finally landed. It's bumping. There's supposed to be a famous DJ there. They're not coming. Doesn't matter. Party's on. Yeah. Party guy. Well, he's a DJ. 
No, but he was waiting on some special DJ. That was like the draw to get people to come. Well, he doesn't need. And then people came anyway. Yeah. Uh, the criminal twins come to the party. Of course. And they want their keg back. Uh, Did they end up getting happy anyway? Or they were like, whatever. They are probably like, whatever, I'm just going to drop Molly in the bathroom. Is that what people do, drama? Uh, how does how does one drug? And then, uh, do we find out about the foil? That was No, we of- never find out. That's, that's one of the tropes of the movie, is that you never find out. It's just out like, she's just the foil. In my mind, I think she was probably just trying to stay warm. So foil is highly insulative. As Algus found out at Halloween time when he made a tinfoil hat and it was pouring sweat. Yeah, <laughs> it, it can get very hot. So if you are ever in a bind, just use a foil hat and you'll be nice and toasty. Toasty moments brought to you by Reynolds. <laughs> uh, so I, I have uh, I have nerd girl tells off hottie, but that's actually uh, Dory telling off uh, what's her love interest name. Cool. Carrie. Carrie. Yeah, I almost said Cora and Dory. <laughs> it's Carrie. Uh, she tells her, like, hey, what's the deal? What's wrong with you? Uh, and then she's like, hey, the story you told me that you came out of the closet was just so inspirational that I thought that I had to also say that I'm out, but I'm not out. Really, I just look up to you, and I hope I can someday be out, whatever, whatever. Yeah. And I would have to note, all through these final scenes, it's total Wes Anderson effect, where they're like perfectly centered shots with the two people. The spacing is 100% accurate. It's uh, it's a thing. It's a vibe they're going for. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so that gets resolved, because after she admits uh, her weakness that she did not get out, they kiss, and then the dance team sees them kissing, and they seem supportive. Yeah, it seemed like, like they're like, okay, sure. Yeah. So I think that's a, a win for the young generation is that it's... Uh, yeah, it's 2019, baby. I feel yeah. like coming out would have been like a topic that would really have a long shelf life in a movie. Like They would like really dwell on it, but mm-hmm. here it's just kind of like, well... Which I, I don't... Know. Yeah, I can't speak to the gay experience in 2019. I don't know if that's changed or if it's just changed in film. It's probably just changed in film, but I think... What we're what it, I'm saying is I don't want to negate anybody's experience. Right, <laughs> yeah. yes. I'm and if sure you're struggling, I hear it gets better. <laughs> I've, I've never... I've never been through this myself. Never been through that. Uh, but it's just like an observation about how media portrays that. Correct. Which, hey, you know, sometimes society follows media. So hopefully these things will become easier in yeah. time. Uh, maybe that, that was deliberate to tell people like, hey, guys, it's no big deal. Okay. Uh, then I have a quote here. I want to be with you for the rest of my life. Which, why are teenagers trying to decide who they want to be with for the rest of their lives? That is, oof. That made me really sweaty. I mean, people change all the time, but from 18 to 22 is like maximum change. Yeah, I mean, they're going to be broken up by the time Thanksgiving break hits in college. Yeah. It's the turkey drop. That's what I called it in college. <laughs> all right. And then Everybody he... that swore they were going to stay with their boyfriend, I was like, yeah, we'll see. All right. Then there's, uh, then there's a kiss. Yeah. Okay. So Tobin and the Duke get together. Yeah. The Duke, a.k.a. Sally Draper. That's, I mean, that's when I want to be with you for this. Yes. Life. Yes. Yep. And she said, it's always been you and always, I don't know. There's such, they kind of capture like this teenagers. It's like everything feels so permanent. And so, um, I don't know, just never ending, which is a synonym for permanent. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's all they have 
That's all they've known to date. That's all yeah. they've known to date. So how can you blame them? Yeah. We have, we have hindsight. They don't have, we did not have foresight. Teenagers these days also not have foresight. Yeah. Then, uh, so some people find the W in waffle. Oh, yeah. And they put Christmas lights on it and hang put it Put Christmas lights and then it turns into waffle town. I think that's a nice metaphor for like. It went from an awful town to a waffle town. Yes uh and then it took its life from negative to positive if you will yeah and so uh i find i wrote down bitch finds jp lapierre uh so the yes the paranoid girl the paranoid girl the one who just like is just self-absorbed i don't know why you really dislike that character strongly and i was like she's just having a thing uh maybe maybe i need to lower my judgment but i i don't know and understand why she got with jp lapierre I mean, he ticks all the boxes. He does, but why did he, like, settle for her? He's not going to be around for long, Alex. Right. He'll I... be there for, like, probably another six <sighs> days. Well, like, okay, January 6th, he'll probably have to go back to school. All right, and so I have the last quote. Uh, Sometimes you just gotta let it snow. Yeah, and that's from our narrator, who's Tinfoil Woman. Yeah, and I guess, like, letting it snow is just a metaphor for just letting things happen. Yeah, but I would say they all took control of their own destinies, did they not? I mean, Tobin was on the fence about it, but he eventually came around to telling his best friend that he was in love with her. Yeah. And then, I don't know, maybe it's just throwing caution to the wind, is what letting it snow is. Yes. Um... Also, do all these children hate their families? Why is everyone? It is Christmas Eve and no one's with their parents. I don't know. I yeah, came from I, a very Christmas-centric family, so it, this is foreign concept to me. Yeah, for in my family, Christmas was Christmas just Eve like, was more important than Christmas Day for you guys. Yeah, yeah, right. Like Christmas Eve in in my culture, the animals would start talking and... Uh, you gotta be there to listen. Yeah. You can't be screwing Christmas around. Christmas Eve is where you're like really, really get into Christmas stuff religiously yeah and uh these yes. kids do not care no they're out partying if i would have been partying on christmas eve dude we would have gotten whooped oh my god we would have gotten our mouths oh, mashed i'm like oh i'm getting anxiety just thinking about what would have happened. girl makes me sweaty <laughs> uh so aside from that mm-hmm. this movie was not written by bots no, it, I think another segment we're going to have to do is bot or not bot, because the last one totally could have been written by bots, and that's oh, Holiday yeah. and Wild. Yeah. Uh, this one, not bot. This was written by some warm, lovely humans, and yeah. I think I noticed that most of the writing team was female, which was nice, and yeah. uh, way to go. Way to go, women. Felt good. Um, I kind of want to like review all of our other movies that we've done whether they were bot or not bot well eventually the bots will get so good that maybe the best movies will be bots and human writing will have devolved that we think that (laughs) the bad movies are bots yeah and it's actually just stupid people it's really just we have been defeated the bots are better they've become (laughs) self-aware all right so um movie's over what's your review Oh my gosh, I really liked this one a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it gave me all the great Christmas feels. And um, five Christmas trees is a lot to give, but I'm going to give it four and a half. All right. I, I went ahead and gave it five Santa emojis. Wow. I really think it was a solid movie. It was funny. It was funny. It had star power. It was insightful. It, uh, yeah, it captured the teenage experience in a way that was... Aside from successful romance. 
<laughs> well, I think a lot of people did have success, Algus. I hate uh, to tell you, but <laughs> I, we, even if you and I were not, you know, uh, Romeo's and Juliet's. But that did not detract from Santa emoji giving. No. I yeah, I don't know what holds me back from that last point five. I think I'm just so excited about the other one that Netflix just dropped that I want to reserve mm-hmm. all my stars or all my Christmas trees for that. All right. So uh, what did you learn about Christmas? This movie taught me, much like Love Actually, that at Christmas you tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> and that you will be rewarded for your efforts. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I have sometimes the path to things we want is awful, but it ends up being as good as a waffle. Ba ba da ba. <laughs> that was pretty good. All right. Uh, join us next time. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the next film. Netflix. What's, what's the, there's a couple of good ones out. Wait, what's the other one? I know Night Before Christmas is the the next Vanessa Hudgens, and I'm so excited that they're picking her as their main starlet, because um, there's a couple main ones on the Hallmark Channel and stuff, uh, so I'm glad that Netflix has like chosen their lead. Okay, so we got some good things there. Oh, we've got the next Christmas Prince, Christmas Prince Baby. Right. We've got... And then Night Before Christmas with Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah. A lot of good things coming coming down the bend. Is it the pike or the pipe? <laughs> Fade out on that. <laughs> really, what is it? Find out, found. Out. <laughs>